Hello, uh, very welcome to our very first podcast for uh, Match Sense Rugby. I am so hugely excited to be able to bring you the latest analysis, reviews, and analytics from the world of rugby. Uh, and I'm delighted to bring you in two of my uh, uh, budding analysts and the top analysts here in Match Sense Rugby. We have Alex McDonald and we have uh, <laughs> Rory Delerster. Say that right? Ah, come on. The Lurster. The Lurster. The Lurster. The Lurster. What did I say? You said the Lurster. It is the Lurster. The Lurster. The Lurster. Okay, welcome. The two lads have been working with MassSense for the last year, and we are finally in a position to be able to provide. An analysis, analysis, analytics, data-driven uh, performance reviews of games based on what it is we're reviewing. So, so what are we? What are what? What is Match Sense? Match Sense. Uh, we basically analyze rugby games, and um, in a way that we can then determine whether one team won or lost, won or one team lost. And we do that by breaking the game down into multiple layers and analyzing those uh, those. Uh, the game in a way that we can then review that work and make sure that our number one, our data is really accurate, but then also that we can then create player evaluations based on what the players are doing. And I, if you're watching this, you're probably into this type of stuff and you're probably going, Derek, we've got this stuff already. And you'll, I'll say to you, no, you haven't, right? <laughs> okay, you haven't. And that's why you're here watching us because you're probably a player or a coach or an analyst or just a nerd of the rugby or just you're you're interested in, in sports and you've probably been annoyed and upset and you know uh, frustrated at the fact that the data that you're getting or the, the analysis that you're getting to date has been rubbish compared to other sports. So we're here to change that. We're here to take our time and enjoy doing these types of things because Alex and Rory have been uh, working diligently in uh, analyzing this information and helping with this information. Um, but now is time for us to start creating our own content. And uh, Alex, Alex, Rory, how have you found the last uh, six months? A year even, maybe. Yeah, it's so those of you that are... <laughs> oh. <laughs> My cat's here, this is Churro. Um, yeah. yeah, so for those right. of you oh, sorry, sorry, I've had to do this all our ways, lads. I should have introduced you. Sorry, he, no, Alex no, McDonald, our enforcer, our, our American uh, major league rugby ex player, the guy who is bringing rugby to the masses. Tell us a bit about yourself and tell us a bit about the 140 point uh, flip in your game last weekend. Yeah, right. <laughs> tell us a bit about your, your, your team as well. Give it a yeah. plug. So for those uh, listening and not viewing, I'm Alex. I am the resident Yank on the podcast and at <laughs> Match Sense. Um, I've known Derek for a few years now, uh, back from the the olden days. I don't know if I'm allowed to say what we were doing then, Derek. Was. Nothing unusual. Like we're not, no, we weren't like uh, doing nothing illegal or anything. But we did no. work for a different company. We did work for a different company. Oh, don't say anything about that. Those. No, that's what I wasn't sure then. So we were, yeah, working for a different company, and uh, this has been something I've always been super interested in. Um, yeah. American sports are very regimented, and the stats are broken down over and over and over and there's numbers and breakdowns and things that I never even knew existed 
until you're watching the game and it pops up a little random stat or good morning football. And there's a whole segment on something you never even considered until they start talking about it. So yeah. I've always found this super interesting. Um, I played rugby for Trinity uh, in Dublin for two seasons. And my second season, I started doing kind of the video analysis and stat breakdown for Tony Smith. Shout out. Shout out, Tony. And good man, good he, guy. In yeah, RGB. and I don't know if it was any good, but I liked doing it. So I yeah. uh, met Derek and got involved here. And it's been, uh, it's been pretty cool to day in and day out, watch all sorts of different styles of rugby in different nations and from the top 14 to the premiership to urc seeing these different styles of play and the way the habits different players have that people sure the media talks about and all but unless you're watching them day in day out that's when you really pick up on the the small nuances of the game so it's been a really enjoyable experience for me and what about your uh your, your rugby team Give that a shout out. yeah my rugby team uh hilton head rugby let's go uh, just yeah. started the club up again last summer. Uh, we've got 25 March available coming up. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so we've uh, already we've uh, we've had a few matches already. Um, we won our first game by 50, 60 points, which was obviously an eye opening. And then our second game, we lost by 60. Okay, and so then it's our only third game, we right. won by 70. <laughs> so it's <laughs> the 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 despair of. Uh, levels of competition around here is pretty yeah but like you're doing it we're doing it man people yeah look i think i think there's this idea amongst people that are from different countries that are from say the, the home nations of rugby that yeah america is this full of american football style rugby players and it is to a certain extent but there are i think there's as many rugby players playing in in america as there is like official number playing numbers in america as there are, are in ireland it's just geographical size of the country is massive yes. and the, the ability to bring all those players together and that's that's why something like data and analytics what, what we what we're doing is could really help usa rugby if you're listening give us a shout sense.com we uh we should be able to help you out and you know help identify the best players and the best player positions to help you improve yeah absolutely rory how's it going tip man true and true hardest working lead singer in uh in i, I mentioned Y'all yesterday, and you got upset with me. It's in the whole of Ireland, I've heard. <laughs> yeah, sure, then that's it. Yeah, um, yeah, I suppose you want to get a bit of my background would be ah. someone who's uh been in, involved in the music scene for 15 plus years, and maybe even 20 now. I'm getting older, but mm. uh, always had a, a, a big interest in sports, played rugby up to maybe you know 21s, but. You worry about your little fingies when you're uh, playing music guitar <laughs> to make money. So you, you, that kind of yeah. took a, a back seat. But uh, I've always been very passionate about it. So when uh, this the opportunity... is the side of it. yeah, like I think you, I, I would have done a piece on off the ball where I, I mentioned at the end of the game is like you know there's like I I played as well. So anybody to know I would have played up to a certain level. Um, but I didn't I didn't have the infrastructure there for me to be able to go on and move on to the next player, even though I would have been a very good player at 14, 15, you know, that kind of age. Yeah. Um, but there are so many people like us. And I know like if anybody knows Ross or Carl Kelly, people will be talking about he's he was uh, had these ideas of being a great rugby player. But there are so many people out there that are passionate 
hardworking people that want to work in sports, but have no way of getting involved. But somebody like yourself, Rory, who got in touch, got involved, was able to reach out and get, get, get you know, start a, start a career, hopefully, yeah. and, and, and push on. Yeah. And, Literally you by know, hearing you on the smaller. radio. Just yeah. hearing you talk on the radio and keeps giving you a shout out saying any jobs going. And then eventually a, a job came about where yeah. it was like ideal. Hard, hard working, work. Working, working my Those fingers are totally fine. Clicking away. Yeah, yeah it seems fine now. Yeah. Okay, so that's us. That's a team. There's obviously a bigger team whirling behind Match Sense, and we have a bunch of very interesting people. And uh, this this year, we're hopefully going to get some people coming along and talking and introducing themselves. And we might have some guests of the you know some of the top people in the world of rugby, um, and how they their their views on analytics and data are changing because of what we're doing and because of the information that we're providing. And if you're a team, if you're a coach, you're a player. You're frustrated and you want to get it and reach out and say hello uh, please do uh through social media outlets or you know even through the comments in this section in this video and um, we'd love to hear your feedback we're not saying that we know all the answers to everything just yet but we are improving every single day to try and help whatever answer questions that you have as a, as a team to, or a team or a player or an analyst or or i'm trying to understand the game please reach out and and, and say hello so what we're going to do in this this video, we're going to break down into kind of different thing, three different areas. So the first one we're going to look at is the Six Nations to date, and try and bring kind of like a, a, um, a correlation between rook rooking, correlation between passing, and correlation between physicality and going into contact, um, and just how our data sets kind of kind of give an idea of okay, well there may be one team that's best at one of them, but if you're not good at all three of those areas, and then that's that's where your team falls down um, and it's the way in which we analyze the game and give our grades so you'll hear us here at match sense talking about our player individual grades and how that that those grades identify the kind of quality or the overall performance of a player and um, so we take all these different things into consideration um, and then we might look into a couple of video clips uh, those video clips are going to be really really short they're going to be uh, about certain instances in the game so we as 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 analysts, as as graders, as reviewers of the game, we take it really, really like it's so important that um that the safety of the players and the actual um the way in which the players are looked after and uh dirty players are identified and brought pulled out and actually identified, we feel as if it's part of our job to try and identify and, and ensure player safety. Um, and that's what our grades are about. You know, if a, one thing that I go on about all the time is, is line out defensive lifting, for instance, and the lads will probably have a lot, they're chuckling away to themselves here at uh, me giving out about it. But what you'll see is a lot of line out lifters lifting up directly in the sky and then releasing the player, having the player fall on their face. And even if the ball is stolen or not, we will still downgrade that individual player because the abilities are the, the player the, the ability of that lifter to control and be safe in bringing that player down to ground. So that's we're going to go into that. That's that's and then we may go into a bit more about the if we have time into the kind of state of the Viva Stadium and the crowd noise and how it's perceived in the actual. You know, we we get all these different. Um, feedbacks from what would you call it the the fan engagement and what the best stadiums are and the Aviva unfortunately I don't call it Aviva I call it the Lansdowne Road 
and why why it's at the bottom of most of the actual fans and most of the actual players or perspectives i think there was something out last year about the players perspective on it so we're going to go into those three areas so um so yeah. this is our podcast setup anybody who has a question uh like uh, subscribe and review uh please come out back to us whether it doesn't matter if you have any say in the game if you want to leave a comments any feedback on how crap this is going then great we want to hear from you okay leave a comment in the section below Actually, you're say i have a question derek yeah what makes us stand out from the rest oh good question yeah and um, so what makes us different is we, we we have worked in other sports companies we have worked in other sports and we've seen the level of analysis that's captured in rugby just be really really poor and i'm I'm saying this from a feedback from teams, feedback from administrators, feedback from broadcasters. Um, and what we, what our differences are is that we actually analyze the game. We take anywhere from 20 to 30 hours to analyze one game. And we do it in a way that the, the data that we collect, we review it first before it goes anywhere near our clients or any of the teams that we'd be providing the data to. So. That, that's one side of it, but then also the way in which we collect the data, we, we're not doing it the same way as anybody else. We're collecting it in our own specific way, but also our grades and our location that we collect. So all these things, the grades are what makes us specifically different, okay? And that those grades help us to be able to then determine what's happening in the game, the quality of performance, the ability of each individual player's performance. That's fundamentally what makes us different okay so uh good question alex uh you'd swear we, yeah. we we thought about this before i couldn't have said it better myself <laughs> you're, you're <making> it. <laughs> okay. okay so um now that we got those uh introductions out of the way <laughs> now if you get to know a bit more about us and um, we're going to go and just break the, the the games down from the six nations and um, what we want to try and do is kind of bring you the kind of correlation between breakdowns passing and then going into contact because it's it's okay for you to be good at one of them but in order for you to win games you might as well you might you have to be good at all of these areas um, and what we've done is we've, we've broken down the the breakdown into rook speed again we might look at uh, accuracy or breakdown and um, at another pod if you guys want us to go into it let us know uh, leave a review and um, but if you uh, in this we're just going to talk about rook speed um, and we're going to look at passing accuracy, and then we're also going to look at contact and uh, physicality ability. So, um, Rory, you might take uh, take away the um, uh, rook speed, and yeah, just kind of go speed. into a little bit. Maybe maybe give the guys yeah. a, a, a breakdown of what what rook speed means and how we collect it, and what what it is we do that's a little bit different to what 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 is out there. So. The rook speed, how we calculate it, is from when the ball is placed, um, and we will mark this down to the millisecond to get as accurate a picture as we can. So when the player places the ball to when the nine or whoever is playing nine at that moment will pass that ball on to the ten or whoever is going to take it on forward. Um, and what we have here up on screen, for, for those who can see it, is adjusted rook speed. So what we've done is we've taken all the rooks that... Uh, are in the opposition's half. So we've taken away rooks where you're in your own half or you're defensively kicking because that might then show a distorted figure of five-second rooks because they're yeah. about to kick the ball. So it's not very accurate. So in this one here, what we have uh, of our adjusted rook speed, you can see um, 
obviously the top two teams are up in top there with 1.6 and 1.8 France and Ireland that they're they're quickly moving the ball forward it's a, a great way to win a game basically and as you can see the two the teams who are are, are mid table are it's it's as you would imagine nearly Scotland Italy Wales England in that order from third to sixth but um yeah, what's interesting get a for me pick. here is yeah because like we, we 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 may have an idea of this information right we we don't know like when we're when we're analyzing it we're doing every single rook in the same way we're 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 really accurate with our numbers when we're entering yeah. the or tagging the game but we won't know this until we actually throw it all the way through the system and yeah. um, and this is this is what 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 match sense does is we we provide context to this data rather than us just chucking in a number and you know uh, saying that all rooks are identical what we do is we try and add context to it so that we we take away the kicks or we take away and like what we can add in here as well is go forward ball so any rooks that have go forward that's where you want to go fast you know what i mean so adding that context into these this data is is what makes us different and what's what's important for teams to understand um, but as you can see, and what, what what I find very interesting is England's rook speed is so much slower than than France, Ireland, and Scotland's. You know, like it's only a, 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 whatever 0.7 of a second. But that's that that means that and what what like why that's really important. Okay, so we're going to nerd out about this. Um, is that if you get to a breakdown and you're you are expecting the ball to be fast. What happens is is that uh, the ball carriers that are outside that passer, basically they're waiting for the ball to come and they'll basically come onto the ball. So speed onto ball is another thing that we we analyze and we enter, which is how fast the players bring onto the ball. And um, so there's a correlation between this and that. Um, but what happens is is that if that ball is delayed or that scrum half hesitates for a brief second, then all of a sudden the players that are running onto the ball are then overrun the ball and all of a sudden they're stationary when they get the ball and as a result they find it much harder to get out of the game line and actually pump the legs so this is just a an idea to give you an idea of uh, like this is a much better representation than say what and it, this this number alone does not does not identify whether one team won or one team lost this is purely a, a number that that is out there that, that people understand and we're just trying to make it make a bit more contextual data around it so that it's a little bit understandable for people to understand it's also something that probably people will will agree with and they probably could have predicted that ireland and scotland both have quite similar rooks or rook speed going forward because they're both great attacking teams like you know mm. exactly so what we might then uh, go into then is into uh, passing from hand so this is obviously different from passing from the ground but uh, Alex, you may you may take a, take this one. Yeah, I can take this. Um, so the way our grading system works is we'll go through and we'll watch all the matches, obviously, and every single activity is graded on a scale of one to five, three being the expected normal, five being unbelievable, excellent, no complaints, uh, one's usually a penalty, two's pretty poor, so on and so forth. You have to watch thousands of activities and lots of practice to get really confident in what is the difference between a three and a four. So I've learned that from 
lots of experience but uh, there's, there's quite a lot of this on videos as well so <laughs> there's quite a lot of this on video Absolutely. anybody who's listening to the pod is going what are they talking about yeah so but fundamentally what I'm uh, saying, how we grade a five is a pass that is in out in front of the player uh, the receiving player that's in this kind of uh circular motion basically and uh what what, what does that mean like what, what when when a player hits that 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 box like you get in a baseball game what what does that mean Alex yeah so it's it's uh rugby is a free-flowing game it's much faster and go forward than say American football so go Bills Josh Allen throws (laughs) a massive bomb to somebody receiver goes off his feet catches it way over his head brings it down plays over but he caught the ball hip hip hooray if a fly half threw that to his center and he had to jump up and catch it and he loses all go forward momentum and catches it anyway sure but he comes back down like Derek was just saying the defense is coming up so much harder and brings the pressure compared to a static ball carrier he gets smashed he goes down he could even go backwards and that kills all momentum and attack so the importance of an accurate five the best pass available is chest and just a little in front of you, not even to reach for it, because that allows the opportunity to keep running at pace forward and for the free-flowing pass on to the next guy. That'll keep the it lands, it gives you decision-making. It affects the decision-making. Yeah. Right? So yeah, it, it gives the, the ball receiver three options, um, either to pass left, right, or carry. Okay? Yeah. But if the ball is up, here, up high and the player gets the ball, then it takes away one of those options, whether to pass left or pass right. And if the ball is low or a bit behind, then the player it, it reduces that decision-making. So, that, so when, we, when we take all the passes from hand, so this graph, what we're seeing here is Wales has the, the best overall accuracy rating of passing from hand. Um, and that, that's at a 4.3, so really high accuracy level. Um, and this, these are passes with no pressure, okay? So um, we have Wales, Ireland, Scotland, France, uh, Italy, and then, then the bottom is England. Um, and what we then have is, is the second slide, which is passes under pressure. Um, we can then see the, the, who has the biggest drop or who has the biggest fall in their accuracy rate, right? Um, and Wales, Wales has stayed nearly identical. Okay, so Wales under pressure isn't worth. So the point of this is to identify um, which teams you should pressure and which teams you shouldn't. And from this data, from this analysis, basically Wales stays the same. France or England stays the same, but they had the, the lowest accuracy rate of the six teams to begin with. But uh, Ireland and France and Scotland have the biggest drop off in the accuracy. So point here is here is is that if you're going to pressure any attack the teams that you should probably pressure are france uh ireland and scotland yeah yeah true it might it should be pointed out as well that this is information gathered from just two rounds of games so obviously it's accurate to a certain degree but in six games time we'll have a much clearer picture of it again Exactly, exactly. And, you know, we can we can actually pull out the particular players that are having these pressure. So we, we can go in to draw, dive into, is this related to the 10? Is it related to the 12? And, you know, when we, we look at the way, we look at the game two, two ways. We look at, okay, who's doing what, first of all? So who's doing what? What type of player have you got? Are you looking for a, a passing 10, kicking 10, or, or a carrying 10? 
but then we also look at the accuracy of that player so we can then determine you know who the players are that are causing these issues that the 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 accuracy level drop off is it related to a player or is it related to a certain side so we can drill into this again if 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 it's another maybe at the end of the competition but we have so much data to go through that that we may not come back to but we thought this might be interesting for the first kind of pod um so then we so in this instance we have wales who are actually the highest graded accurate passing team um, and I suppose I'll go into the, the ball carrying into contact. So we have the same, same sort of type of grading for uh, into contact. So basically, if a, if a player breaks a tackle and um, running onto a player, breaks a full tackle and continues to keep running, then they get a five. If they break a tackle but go to ground, they get a four. If they go into contact and they kind of go through the tackle, they get a three. If it's a dominant tackle against them and they go backwards, it's a two. And uh, if they turn the ball over, it's a one. It's a it, it, it it's a one rated tackle or contact. And when we average these scores, then um, we can then aggregate them and identify who's the most physical team in into contact. And it, the teams, it's again, it's very similar to the the uh, passing grades. France are at the top, then Ireland, then then Italy are actually in third. England are in fourth. Scotland are in fifth, and then Wales are significantly lower than the other teams below that. Um, and this is, as, this is so you said same as the, the passing, same as the rooking, it should be said. Rooking, rooking yeah. yeah, same as the rooking, yeah, yeah. So, um, and the ball speed. So, what we're saying here is, is that Wales have a really, really accurate passing, but the players that they have that are, are going into contact are going to ground way too quickly, uh, and as a result, then. There's, it doesn't matter how accurate your passing is or how quick your rook speed is. If you don't have players that are able to um, understand where the defensive line is, so we would kind of identify carrying to contact our physicality with spatial awareness and understanding where they are when they get the ball and understanding where the opposition are coming from. And look, I know this stuff is really nerdy and I know half the people have probably turned off by now who are going <laughs> talking about it. But this is important. This is really, really important stuff to to understand and measure whether or not these teams are are you know and understand why whales aren't making contact. Um, and we were going to go into which players these that are causing this. Um, but we 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 don't we don't. This is our first part. We don't want to go into too much detail about this stuff. But this is just to give you an idea of okay. It, it doesn't matter if one team is really good at one thing. One team, you know, the best at. Um, so, like, if we were to look at where Ireland is, who are you know top, they're second, or they were um, second at rook speed. They're second at pressured, pa- no pressure passing. They're fourth in pressured passing, and they're second in physicality. So, Ireland in these four, three or four instances, they're not the best in any of these things. But it's because they're good at all of these things makes them a much better team. Okay, so here's something that we may get kicked off some of the uh, platforms for YouTube, but if you're involved with uh, the Six Nations or World Rugby or you want to get involved with Virgin Media or whoever it is that's uh, in your local area, we're happy to share this information. Please don't kick this, kick us off for sharing a three and a half second bit of video. If you do, totally understand, but like we want the game to expand and grow. Okay, so... Basically, what we have here is uh, what was missed, and what we're going to show is Rory. You're going to sh- uh, walk through a example of what happened in the game 
what was it last weekend or the weekend before that it was the scotland france game so it would have been the second weekend second weekend okay and what what are we looking at here what what is what's the um premise of what so we're looking at? I, was, I was grading through this game and um this obviously everyone knows about the yellow card i might as well kind of show that here you can see antonio um, maybe play through it first in one in in real time and then like we would in, in real in work <laughs> okay. so where is Antonio? Where, where is he on the screen so if you look oh, to your yeah, right here now you can see you can yeah. see antonio and he's okay, and we're, we're just going through a clip here of uh the, the yellow card oh, lads that's nasty okay now go through it in slow motion okay so here we go now not that we want to be showing head okay so not very clear in this instance but yeah so he's just leaning directly with his shoulder no attempt to to like even in his his non-tackling arm he's brought it into him because he's expecting a full contact hit Hmm. okay and now this is the yellow card right this is the yellow card but what i brought to the attention of you was that literally our timestamp here is 37.05 and at 36.41 so 30 seconds before this have a look at Antonio on this is Pierre Schumann here in the middle of your screen and watch mm-hmm. Antonio. Boom. Oh, lads. With, a, with off the, the shoulder. Ball Completely off the <laughs> ball. Off the ball. Right? Off the ball. I, uh, Schumann's not even attached to the rook and he gets upright oh, shoulder lads. into the face. And Schumann gets smacked into the face, still standing, and puts his arms up in the air, looks at the ref, and the ref doesn't even look at him. And we, we, so we, 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 did you treatment. add in a uh, possible head trauma in this as well? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So for anybody that is, um, when we grade the game, we're also looking for instances of possible head trauma. And I have maybe 10 from this year, six nations that we can go through, but that's for another day, another, another, another um, example. But yeah. Um, I want to also show something from, um, Okay, so I'll share my screen, present. Okay, this isn't great video, but anyway. Okay, so here we go, share. So, okay, last year, Six Nations, very similar situation. So watch Antonio on the outside. Okay, he times the run quite well, at least to tackle the player, but it's high and he gets a yellow card for this. Okay, so very similar situation. And this is at 24, 2020. Okay, but if we look at 48, 20, okay, and look at Winnie Antonio down here in the bottom. Okay, so ball doesn't go to green number one, but he tackles him off the ball again with without any harm, without any intent to go for the ball. Oh, you didn't switch screens there. Okay, <laughs> we're learning, guys. Anybody who's given out about this, we're learning. Okay, so here is Winnie Antonio, and here we have green number one. Very similar instance where um, player is tackling the player, but goes into it and absolutely creases the player without the ball. And you might say, oh, Derek, this is a bang, bang play. And what I'll say is, okay, this is an enormously traumatic in, a hit for number one, mostly because anybody, like if you're in a car crash and you don't see the other car coming, you can have a small car crash and it can have lasting effects on you because you're not expecting the hit okay so in this instance um green number one isn't expecting the ball balls completely away i remember getting a hit like this when i was playing and i was in, like really hurt for a couple of like weeks after because i wasn't expecting the hit my body wasn't ready for the hit not, not and as a result not braced for it at all 
because the ball is completely somewhere else. And look, we're probably going to get a bit of stick for this, um, for for bringing this up and mentioning it. But we are looking at the game, these minute details, and it's not good enough for these players not to get cited for this. Like, there's no reason for it whatsoever. And that's the reason why we're bringing this attention. And, and we're, you know, we're not showing any major clips of significant things that happen, whether it's related to scoring or lineouts or ter- penalties. We're showing clips of videos where players are intentionally going out to hurt other players. And we need to stop, stamp this out of the game. That's why we're doing this. This is why we're saying it. We're not, we're having a go with Winnie Antonio because there's no way, there's no place for this type of hits in the game. And if, if if Six Nations aren't going to do anything about it and World Rugby aren't going to do anything about it and he's not being cited, then we're going to fucking talk about it, okay? And we feel very, very passionately about it because there's not enough being done using data to understand player head traumas, players' ability to recover after these physical uh, instances on players' heads. It's, it's just not good enough what, what's been done to date. And we have the ability to store this data and, and, and use it for good and to make sure that these players are being cited and that these players are not getting away with these types of late hits and hits off the ball. And, and please don't ban us or take these videos out down for showing like a three and a half second video, right? <laughs> don't be dicks. And okay. the love of the game. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Look, we're, we're going, coming from it from a good place. Like this is, we're coming from this, you know, place that is, meant to try and improve and, and enhance the sport, whether you're a fan, a player, a coach, whatever you are. That's what we're here. That's what we're doing. We want so, parents to keep sending their kids to rugby. And absolutely. That's exactly. That's exactly. Main, we, we want a future of the sport. Exactly. And we're not going to do that by having, uh, you know, and uh, you know, people say, oh, you're showing this clip. We're, we're, we're showing it off. No, we're not. We're, we're, we're trying to make, make this not be part of the game. Um, so the last thing I wanted to talk to you about um, is something that's in every single and like every other podcast is talking about the Lansdowne Road fiasco and the experience in the stadium. And I'm not saying I'm not saying this as a person who doesn't think that there's, there's no place for music and theatrical stuff in a game. I'm, I'm really not. I think I think there's a place for it. Um, but I would be consider myself a, a, a buff of other sports. So I study other sports. I look at what happens in other sports. Rugby is a very still an early age professional sport compared to cricket, compared to fucking darts, horse, horse racing. <laughs> you say darts, darts. your favorite. Oh, <laughs> I love the darts, lads. Um, I'm going to Ali Pali next year. I have to. It's like dream mind but anyway um but my my main reason so i didn't actually watch the ireland game against italy i listened to it on radio and it i've been having this argument for months if not years and my argument is is that if the people who are playing this music at the stadium think that they're more important than the product that is on the pitch then they're never going to have a good experience for the people that are at the stadium. The people that are going to these games are there because they want to go to it, because it's a tribal event, because it's, you're standing there shouting, screaming at, the, at, the, at your players to play well. But if I'm standing there screaming and at the top of the point that I'm supposed to be shouting with the people beside me where we score a try and somebody goes in the zombie at 
11 in the stadium. And I'm like, ah, oh, wait, there's music playing. It's the wrong implementation of the actual way in which it should be done. Okay. And you don't have to look at other sports to, to like, it happens in other sports. There's crap stadiums in other sports. Like, I don't know, like go Bills for anybody else who cares about American football, which is probably quite a few people that are listening to this. Poor Alex is, is a massive Bills fan. Um, okay. I'm, a, I'm, I'm just as bad. I'm, I'm an Atlanta Falcons fan. So, But the Bills Stadium is one of the oldest decrepit stadiums in, in the world. But it and has its own jail. Fun fact, Bills. <laughs> but um, it's one of the best stadiums because it's old, because there's no music being blared in. The, this fan experience is really raw and as I said at the start, I'm, I'm not here to give out and say that, oh, we shouldn't have music at a game or be, be annoyed. It's the fact that the implementation of the actual music is incorrect, okay? We should let the fan gate fans build. We should let the actual people that are at the stadium build and get in fun and get excited about the game. And when we put music on it, okay, and when we put music on, especially when the... So when the when the, the crowd is at their highest, okay, so uh, it, it goes like a, a, a wave. When the fans are at their absolute highest, belting out, screaming out loudest as they, as loud as they can, that is not. And I fucking I'm really really passionate. I don't go to games anymore. I don't go to Lancer games. I don't go to Ireland rugby games because of this, okay. And there's fucking thousands of people like me that are just stop playing the fucking music, okay. Wait until the crowd dies down. Wait until there's a lull in the game and then throw on the music. Then get the party going. Okay? But don't do it when, when, when the fans are at their highest. And that's the problem. The, the people that are playing this music at, the, at these games, they don't realize that. They, don't, they haven't sat in a game in I don't know how long. And if they have, they haven't, they haven't, they haven't experienced. And the one thing I, I would... You're, you're an Atlanta uh, Braves fan, Alex. Oh, big Braves guy. Yeah, yeah. When a World Series is won or when a, a home run is hit to win a game or when a big – the announcers, nobody says anything. It, the fans are – you can hear it through the sound of the TV. You can hear yeah. it through the sound of the, the broadcast. And, look, I understand rugby is at an early age. It's, it's, at, a, it's at a young part of where we are. When it comes to the overall, and I, but I'm not saying that there shouldn't be music, there shouldn't be fucking flames and stuff. But just it, it, we need to do it better, okay? Should be planned. Should be should be planned better. I've 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 some friends actually who I've straight away after the game, some mates actually wrote to Irish rugby, being like, "Can you please stop playing zombie after every single try is scored?" And I have another friend who, who wrote to me. Saying, they wrote to them. He wrote to them on social media. Yeah. Like, no, okay, okay. I thought it was like old school, like pen and paper. I had written a letter. That might actually be listened to if it was, if it was old school. Yeah, right. Another friend who was at the game itself and uh, went from elation to near t- tears for, after the the trauma of the World Cup was brought, rushing into his head when he hears zombie again. Oh, God. The poor yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and like, look, there, there, these, it's not, I, and like everybody's talking about the, the prawn sandwich brigade, and you know, it's the fans that are going. It, it, it can't just be that. It can't be all corporate. 
it's for me and the reason why i don't go to the games is because i all i want to do is throw something at the speakers when i'm all i want to do is jump up and down with the person next to me and i can't because i'm frustrated at what's going on and yeah now zombie I, people are beginning to hate a zombie now <laughs> and zombie's a great game we should play it once we win a game you know like there are teams exactly. that go in after you know, like Trinity, you would have been. Did you have a Trinity song that you used to sing after winning games, Alex? Oh man, we sang. Um, it was a share song. I don't remember what it was now. Share. <laughs> share. <That's it. laughs> oh wow. Okay, that's next week's. Okay, anybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you believe? <laughs> it was. You believe? <laughs> was it, Jeff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah I was in the locker room after. I think, I think we're allowed to cut this. Like. Trinity Street Cred has just dropped significantly there. Significantly. <laughs> I get angry calls after this from somebody. Yeah, sure. yeah, exactly. Well, come here. Look, um, we, we, we are saying these things not because we disapprove of the actual sport and we, we dislike people that are involved in the sport. It's nothing. It's, it's purely because we want the sport to improve. And look, as a company, as an analyst, as a, a manager, as a boss, and as, as analysts and as, as a team, we want to get better and improve the level of analysis and data that we're providing to, to the masses. And so if you have any if you have any queries or you want to help things or you want to get involved, leave a message in the description below or uh, reach out to us through social media avenues and, uh, or editor at matchsense.com. It's match, what, is it hyphen or a, a dash hyphen? hyphen. Or no dash in the middle, middle. <laughs> the one in the okay. middle, tell him. Tell him the, the one, one in the middle. middle. The the one beside the the, the equals and the plus sign. That one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay, guys. Thanks very much. That was good crack. Um. Yeah. We're match sense, and we're we're coming to work, coming to you live. Like from we'll we'll see how this one goes. We have data. We want to share with you. Any questions? See anything you want to know or learn? Please get in contact. Thanks. Cool. Appreciate it. Thanks, y'all.